This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's hit up the hotline and welcome in a gentleman that covers Arkansas for 247 Sports, hogsports.com. His name is Andrew Ellis, joining us now here on the Blitz 1170. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, things are good, man. Weather's finally good in, uh, in Fayetteville. Beautiful day outside. Spring football just wrapped up. Baseball's heating up. So life, life is good. I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah, uh, happy to have you on. Um, I, I do want to start, obviously, with football, with, with spring wrapping up here. Uh, it had the feeling of like new beginnings, I think, throughout the entirety of spring. And if I if I'm maybe going down the wrong path that was there or not, I just that's the way that it feels from a distance. What are the things that stood out with the transition here through spring and wrapping up spring football to you with some of the big storylines from from the hog spring session? Well, I think that that's a fair take on it, that it does feel very new and refreshing with the Arkansas football program because for the first time, really under Sam Pittman, they underwent a lot of change with the coaching staff. You know, you replaced both your coordinators. You have your linebacker coach, Lee. I mean, you got a different secondary coach. You got a different tight end coach now. So there's definitely a lot of new feel around the program. and But there's also a lot of good returning. You know, when you think about guys like K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, obviously, with the offense. So there's a lot to be excited about. While there's also some some new blood in there, and it kind of feels like a like a different feel than it does, you know, when you're coming off a seven and six season, you got to have something new to hang your hat on and kind of say, hey, why are things going to be different this year? And I think Arkansas has that with this coaching staff, and there's there's a good vibe around the program right now. Which you know, during spring football, when the coaching staff has been on campus for like two months, it's it's easy to pass all the tests and be like, hey, yeah, things are great now, everything's great. I'm sure it won't always be that way, but I think fans are really excited about the offense under Dan Enos and what that might look like, especially with the senior quarterback and KJ Jefferson. And again, this is a guy, Dan Enos, that they've seen have a successful offense in Fayetteville before. And they've seen, they've seen him do it with a senior quarterback in Brandon Allen. And you think of a guy like KJ Jefferson, who's really, you know, a souped up version of that, who's even more talented. So the, 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 the ceiling is really high for what this offense can do. And I think KJ Jefferson really likes the, changes and it's more of a pro style look but he seems like he's he's bought all in and he's even taking snaps under center in this new offense every now and then so it's it's really it's really interesting there's a lot of familiarity with some players and some some key pieces that Arkansas got on both sides but there's a there's a there's a nice little feel with this, this coaching staff and you know spring games are always tough to tell what really what what what's a successful spring game I think really success is just not getting guys hurt but I think overall fans are pretty pleased with the product they saw Saturday I think in the most part, and I'll let you kind of speak more for Sam here, but I think coaches in general want to highlight something you just brought up, which is let's get through this without getting anyone hurt. But let's also the spring game is one thing, but it's the it's it's the work that goes into all the practices that they had before. They just want to improve in certain areas. So I, I saw a quote from, from Coach Pittman that was like, look, I'll be honest with you, I'm glad the scrimmages are over. <laughs> so I think that kind of sets the tone for how he felt about how this entire process has gone. But is there – could you pick up like a sense of urgency from Sam at all uh, with with the changes that have happened and also with kind of having a lackluster season last year at, uh, w- with Arkansas? Where is he kind of at overall with where they are? Well, that's an interesting point that he said that because 
you know, I remember last year during fall camp and during any of their scrimmages leading up to the season, they were all thud scrimmages. There were no tackling. They, they didn't hardly do any true tackling to the ground in any of their live periods. It was kind of – they were trying to err on the side of caution. You know, you had an older team who – you knew who most of the starters were. There weren't a ton of position battles where you really got to let these guys go out there and figure it out. So they kind of erred on the side of, con- side of caution there and weren't super physical leading up to the season. And, you know, if you think of Sam Pittman, you think physical. You think that's a coach that would kind of want – to have that physical mindset. And that's kind of the, the lifeblood of the program. You know, at least the message he's sending out there is we want to be, you know, pride ourselves on our physicality. So I think he, he probably, if he, in hindsight, probably regrets not being more physical in these practices leading up to the season. And it's a little bit easier to do that in the spring because you don't have a real game coming in three weeks or whatever it is. But I think that's, that was kind of the biggest shift in mentality is he says, Hey, we've got all these new coaches. We've got some new players. We've got position battles going on along the offensive line and the secondary, plenty of spots on defense. We need to figure out how good these guys are. So the only way to do that is to play football. And so they were playing, you know, on all their scrimmages, it was legit 110 plays, tackling to the ground. And, you know, obviously not trying to kill each other. It's still a scrimmage. But, you know, he, he feels like he's got a much better feel this spring compared to last offseason in terms of really getting an evaluation for the guys that are here on campus and the guys that are healthy because they, they really – you know, figured out more because they were, they were actually having these more physical scrimmages. And, and I think offensive line is kind of the spot I think of in that regard where they, they have, for the first time in a couple of years, they have some uncertainty on the offensive line and some stuff to work out, some positions to fill and kind of want to get a look at some of these young guys and see what they can do. And I think from that standpoint, it was a very successful spring. And I think that it's going to carry into fall camp. They're still going to, you know, nothing's really set in stone on that offensive line other than the center spot and, you know, one of the guard spots with Brady Latham. But, you know, they, they like the pieces they have there. And I think that after this spring, they feel a little bit better about what they have because they were able to actually see what these guys are capable of. And I think that, you know, like I said, I keep using the terms good vibe and there's mm-hmm. a good feel. I think that, they're, you know, with this coaching staff, I, I, I think Sam was really pleased with what they've been able to accomplish this offseason to this point. Like a dozen transfers, right, in along with the recruiting cycle to go through and address all these needs. You brought up offensive line that's there. What is another position group that had a lot of at least eyeballs on it or somewhat of a magnifying glass on it here during spring if you're Arkansas? Well, you know, defensive line it has been a little bit of an issue for the Arkansas Razorbacks the last couple of years. They've had some success with, you know, through the transfer portal at that spot. I think back to a couple of years ago, having a guy like Trey Williams come in. You know, the Landon Jackson is a guy who's starting for them this year and started a lot for them last year. They've added some nice pieces, but it's kind of been a position that they need to bolster depth there. And they're still adding. They just got a commitment from, you know, a Maryland transfer, a defensive tackle. They still have some depth to figure out on the interior of the defensive line. But from, you know, I think they feel really good about their ends and, I think that the, I can't remember the official or unofficial number. I think it was 10 sacks in the spring game, which we all know sacks in the spring game are not real sacks because <laughs> you just touch the quarterback and he's down. And, and, you know, on the flip side of that, then you start thinking, well, does our offense, is our offensive line bad? Why are our defensive linemen? Why do we have 10 sacks? But I think Arkansas feels really good about the pieces they brought in on the defensive line. Yeah, I'm looking at a uh, Missouri transfer and Trajan Jeffcoat, who they call Tree. Uh, it's a little, they have a lot of weird nicknames on this team. Tree Jeff Coat is a name to watch there. And John Morgan, a Pittsburgh transfer. And then Landon Jackson, who I just mentioned, he seems like he's really taking a step forward. So that's a, that's a position group that really shined on Saturday. And I think that 
may have surprised some fans because defensive line has not really been, you know, a huge position for the, the, the Hogs the last couple of years. The secondary, they still have some stuff to figure out. And Arkansas has some scholarships open. You know, I think that, I think there's still seven spots to fill. And I think that some of those will go to the secondary. And one of their top transfers there, Al uh, Walcott from Baylor, he was at, he's been out for the spring with an injury. So they haven't been able to get a real look at a guy who very well could start at safety for them. But one guy that's really stuck out is Snacks Johnson, another weird nickname for this team. Lorando Johnson uh, from Baylor, who started, I think, 12 games at corner for them last year. He looks like he might fill in at nickel, and he's been a guy that's been really fun to watch this spring and really talkative guy. And, I mean, his nickname, nickname is Snacks. Like, there's, there's a lot to love there. But uh, I, I think that Arkansas feels really good about the, the pieces they've, they've added defensively through the transfer portal. And that's one thing that staff has really done well since Sam Pittman's gotten here is Seems like anytime they have spots to fill, they've had a pretty high success rate in the transfer portal. You know, with guys like Dwight McLeod last year, who's back for another year, and I think they feel really good about the group. And I think that that defensive coaching staff, I've been really impressed with what I've seen to the, from them to this point. Of course, there's still a lot to prove games to happen this this fall, but that that group just seems like they're reinvigorated, and it seems like they're it's a younger coaching staff. And I, I really I really like what I've seen from Travis Williams and his staff defensively. So you said what they probably in the neighborhood of needing seven more at least from the transfer and that was my question about how how aggressive that they're going to be during this time to fill some of those spots that are desperately needed right now yeah and you know at this point it's more it's more depth situation uh, depth situation of course i think i think right now I, I, I could be botching this number but i think they're at 78 scholarships okay. for the team right now so they have some spots to fill just to get to that 85 number and I think that, you know, defensive line, defensive tackle, they might try to add a couple guys, maybe bring in one offensive lineman. I know they want one more guy who can snap because Sam Pittman as an offensive line coach, that's one thing he's always crazy about is we need to have like 20 guys who can snap. Just we need to be prepared for every situation. Um, maybe another receiver. You know, receiver is an interesting position because they brought in two transfers last year and Jaden Hazelwood and Matt Landers who were home run hits out of the transfer portal. I mean, both those guys were very productive. So you feel confident that the staff can do something similar. They brought in some guys, but instead of getting a guy from Oklahoma and a guy who started his career at Georgia, they got a guy from Texas A&M Commerce and Andrew Armstrong, who they like, but a lot less proven of a commodity. A guy, Isaac Tesla, not Tesla. You'll see the name and you'll think it's Tesla. T-E-S-L-A. Tesla is what we're going with on this one. Um, he's from the D2 level, and they brought in a guy, Bowling Green transfer, Tyrone Broden. So there's some interesting transfer pieces, but it's not necessarily guys like, you know, Landers and Hazelwood who you you really knew what you were getting there. And uh, they've got an interesting mix of receiver, but I think they feel pretty good about it. But, but yeah, I think that these, these seven spots to fill are mostly going to be depth situations. And I think a lot of those could go to the defense, but it's not like they have all these glaring needs that they have to get addressed in the next few months. But I do think there's still a little bit of work for the staff to do in the transfer portal. And so, it's a little bit tough to you don't want to overevaluate in the spring and feel like you have such a great idea because there could very well be four or five more legitimate impact players added to this team in this summer. Glad you brought up wide receiver because that is one area that I think uh, still has quite a bit of questions on it. As Andrew Ellis joins us here now on the Blitz 1170 talking Arkansas. Uh, with the change over in offensive philosophy and Dan Enos's return uh, to Fayetteville there, obviously with with the style that he's going to want to run a little bit more of a pro style of offense, receivers going to come into question here. 
and there are like the mix of that. You talked about some of the newcomers. Uh, they have what a couple of other guys that have that have been there uh, in the program as well. They're going to be uh, relied upon here. Uh, but overall, as a whole, now where would you kind of rate where their spring was, and did we get to see that much of them even in the spring game? Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the one guy when I think of returners who needed to take a step forward that they were kind of counting on. Isaiah Satania is the first name that comes to mind, and he had three catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns, one of which was a 65-yard bomb from K.J. Jefferson. That's the kind of stuff that Hog fans were, you know, that's that's what Hog fans were hoping to see. And, you know, you got little glimpses of it. You know, at the spring game, they're not going to air it out and open things up completely. But, you know, you need guys like that that have been in your program to kind of take that step forward and, you know, add to the depth in your room and show that, you know, these transfers are going to have to compete for their spot. And it just kind of raises the level of everyone. But Isaiah Satania is a redshirt freshman who was a pretty heavily recruited guy, you know, former committed Oregon. And he, he was a, a big-time prospect in their class last year, had a high ankle sprain in fall camp that really set him back. And so he ended up redshirting as a freshman. But he, he's added a few pounds. He seems like he's a guy – he's a he's a about 5'11", 180 type of guy. But he's – I mean, just track speed. And he's a guy that I think he's, they're, they're, they're going to use uniquely in this offense and he's he's the one that jumps out to me as it's taking a step forward and when I look at the group overall you know like I said it's not like there's a bunch of guys where you just look at you like oh that's a star they might not have a thousand yard receiver on this team but I do think there's a lot of it's going to be kind of by committee type of thing with you know some of these transfers and some returners like a Bryce Stevens or a Jaden Wilson or a Sam Bakke who's another redshirt freshman and I, I think that the group overall might not you know, it's not filled with a bunch of superstar names. But, you know, you have a quarterback in K.J. Jefferson who is a very proven commodity. You have an offensive line that has some interesting pieces, and I'm going to give Sam Pittman the benefit of the doubt there. And you have a run game with Rocket Sanders and A.J. Green and Rashad Dubinion. Those guys, all of those pieces are going to be solid. So it's not like these receivers have to be world beaters necessarily. I think the, the margin for error is pretty high with that group because I think, you know, with this offense and what they're trying to do, it's not like they're they're going to need – superstar play out of their receivers and I'll tell you who's he's not a receiver but I'll tell you who's another guy to watch for is Luke Haas who's a true freshman tight end who quickly quickly rose up the depth chart and has been working with the first team and he's a guy that they've been blown away with and I think he's a guy that they're going to use a lot in this offense and I think you're going to see a lot of action to the tight ends which Arkansas really hasn't utilized a ton the last couple years you know, it wasn't really a big part of what Kendall Browse did offensively. But, you know, I think back to when Danny Enos was at Arkansas and back in 2015 and guys like Hunter Henry and Jeremy Sprinkle had huge years under him. So I would not be surprised to see them kind of, you know, we mentioned it's a pro-style offense. And, you know, it's a little bit more of a modern version of the offense we saw at Arkansas with Enos back in the day. But there's still, I think the tight end position is going to be, you know, heavily involved in this, going to have some 12 personnel. So, you know, I, we'll see. You know, there's still a lot of time between the now and the – the regular season opener for one of those receivers to really emerge and solidify himself as the go-to guy that Arkansas has kind of had the last few years with guys like Hazelwood and Burks and Matt Landers. But, you know, I think it's going to be more of a by committee thing. And honestly, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I just think KJ Jefferson is going to figure it out. I mean, the guy scored 55 points in the bowl game with a bunch of freshmen and walk-ons that receiver, you know, I, I think when he's healthy and when the run game is doing what he's, what it's going to do, I don't think these receivers have to do a ton for this offense to be productive. 
Uh, as we get set to um, head out the door here, I did have to ask you about the Diamond Hogs uh, and more impressive performances over Tennessee, even though that's kind of become the norm, right, with what they've done uh, with Tennessee. Uh, right now, what setting, what are we at now, 29 wins overall? Things, uh, things looking good for Arkansas right now uh, as they get set for a Central Arkansas series. Uh, then after that, back into SEC play. But how would you surmise what the Razorbacks have done so far on the diamond? Man, it's been, it's been a really impressive start for Dave Van Horn and his squad. And it's been one of the more impressive coaching jobs I can remember Dave Van Horn having in the last few years. There's plenty of talent with this Arkansas team, you know, and especially in the lineup, but they've been dealt some really tough injuries in the pitching staff. You know, you lose your Friday, your projected Friday night starter in Jackson Wiggins before the year. You lose your All-American closer in Brady Tiger a couple weeks into the season. He hasn't been back yet. You lose a Nebraska transfer, Cody Frank, who they were expecting to have a huge role. I mean, those were three of your top arms that are just on the shelf right away. And that's something that, you know, not a lot of teams could overcome. And, you look around the SEC, and there's a ton of teams that are struggling to overcome adversity. I mean, you look at Ole Miss, the defending national champions, has two wins in the SEC so far. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it, it would have been understandable if, if Van Horn and his team kind of took a little bit of a step back. But, man, they're right back in the mix. They just keep winning each week. Huge sweep over Tennessee. I mean, they've competed every week. They keep winning. They're, they're still in first place in the SEC West. I'm just, I'm just blown away by what these guys have done and just the consistency of the program. I mean, and, I mean, they're going to be right in the mix up until the end, just like they always are. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch them down the stretch. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do. Andrew, good stuff, man. I appreciate you for joining us here in Tulsa, man. Keep up the great work, and we'll definitely be in touch again soon. Absolutely. Thank you all so much. That's Andrew Ellis joining us here on the Blitz 1170 from hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. It's 221. Somebody got the bag today. That's someone might be Jalen Hurts. We'll discuss next here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.